0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We got weather coming in. I'm about to have to go pick up my kids, uh, but a lot to dive into right off the top here. And I want to start by thanking Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Buck and I, among a few other people, were at a dinner last night at the Florida governor's mansion, had an awesome time hanging out with Ron DeSantis, who I think has been the best governor in the country at responding to COVID, at analyzing the data, at making rational, reasoned policy decisions. Uh, No one has done a better job in America as a governor than Florida governor Ron DeSantis has. And so I enjoy being able to spend time with him, first time in Tallahassee, first time in the governor's mansion, uh, so that was an uh, awesome time. That's why I didn't have a show yesterday. Uh, I had to get down there uh, and back. Uh, your boy is also wealthy enough now to be flying private. So I flew down solo both directions. Uh, and uh, this is the first time I've been on an airplane and not needed uh, to worry about wearing a mask uh, in some time. I wanted to mention, by the way, 21 states are suing, including the great state of Florida, Uh, over the airplane mandate and the fact that it makes no sense whatsoever. There is no rational basis to defend it. Uh, And I salute the 21 states that are suing over uh, that mandate. Uh, Also, we'll talk about Fauci here in a minute uh, as it pertains to lockdowns. But I want to first say uh, that uh, we got some good news in the world of sports. I don't want to jinx them. I don't want to blow this because it's the U.S. men's soccer team and rooting for the U.S. men's soccer team, as many of you know, can always be somewhat of a disaster. But tonight, we have got an opportunity in the final game of World Cup qualifying. As long as the U.S. doesn't lose, six to nothing, I believe is the number. As long as we don't lose basically by six goals, I guess we could lose seven one or whatever it is. Tonight at eight o'clock, uh, Central time, 9 o'clock Eastern, all these games are tipping off the final CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying matches. It appears that the Canada, the United States, and Mexico are likely to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, the United States in a pretty good spot after a dominant win over Panama, 5-1. Uh, to one. I don't know that I talked about this uh, because there was so much going on. On Sunday night, all the Oscars and everything else. But Christian Pulisic, three goals. Two of those were penalty kicks. Second penalty kick, I'm not sure uh, was the right ruling by the official, uh, by the referee. But the third goal was a thing of beauty. Christian Pulisic has become the best goal scorer in the history of American soccer. Now, he's not scored the most goals in the history of American soccer because anytime I say this, people say, oh, Christian Pulisic has not scored the most goals yet. Therefore, he's not that. doesn't mean he's not the best, okay? Christian Pulisic is the most skilled American goal scorer of all time. He has not yet scored the most goals. I believe he has 21 goals in 47 games, if I'm not mistaken, which is the best percentage of goals to games played ever. He's still very young, obviously having a decent amount of success in the English Premier League. Uh, but the United States tonight by around 11 o'clock Eastern, should have officially punched their ticket to Qatar, to Qatar, however you want to pronounce it. Remember, the World Cup is taking place in the fall this year, mid-November to mid-December. It's going to be a super busy year. uh, So that is on the horizon. Should be interesting to see how exactly that goes. But, barring a total and complete collapse, the likes of which we've never even seen in American soccer, right? Because they would have to lose by, I believe, six goals in order to fall into a playoff match uh, to see whether or not they go uh, to the World Cup. They should be able to advance. uh, So early, early positive vibes for the U.S. as we are about, what, seven hours away, six hours away uh, from that game officially being underway. There's been a lot of fallout uh, as it pertains to OJ and Will Smith. Uh, sorry, as it pertains to Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. I talked about this on Monday. Uh, there's no way to defend it. I think that anyone defending what Will Smith did, you cannot walk onto a stage and attack a performer, whether it's a musician, whether it's a comedian, whether it's an actor, uh, whether it is a speaker. You cannot walk onto a stage and strike someone. Act, an act of physical violence over what that person said should be unacceptable. I believe Will Smith should be charged with a crime even if the punishment is not likely to be severe just to send the message that what he did was totally unacceptable. But I gotta be honest with you. When I say see O.J. Simpson weighing in on the fact that Will Smith's behavior was unacceptable, I gotta tell you, it's just amazing. And I'll also tell you this. O.J., if he hadn't killed two people, has some of the most rational takes on social media of anybody putting out videos on social media. Do y'all ever think the same thing when you watch some of these OJ videos? You're like, you know, if he hadn't killed two people, I kind of agree with him in general. He's an eminently rational man, except for the fact that he stabbed two people to death. And that's not even alleged. Uh, I know he didn't get convicted. The jury got it wrong. Uh, But if you read The People versus OJ Simpson, it's a fantastic book. Uh, But you really should. Uh, uh, go listen sometimes to OJ's videos, it's wild. I was also told, I was out in Vegas a couple of weeks ago for the start of the NCAA tournament and I was out to dinner and several of the people that live in Vegas said that OJ is still swarmed by girls. This is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever heard. Young girls, girls in their 20s and early 30s, either they love the fact that OJ is famous or they potentially think that he's uh, rich, They swarm him. OJ is always surrounded by good-looking girls, I am told, in Las Vegas, which is just a sign of how stupid many people in Las Vegas can be. Also, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a uh, piece, which we wrote about up at OutKick, uh, a substack piece from Kareem that I thought was really smart, Uh, basically analyzing everything surrounding what Will Smith did at the Oscars and why uh, it set an awful example for so many people out there in the larger world. Uh, I thought it was well done, uh, those comments about uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, on behalf of Will Smith. And I agree with a lot of what OJ said. By the way, it's maybe the first time in modern history that I've agreed with The View and with Will Smith and they, i uh, sorry, and with Howard Stern on Will Smith. And they've always, and they've agreed with me as well. Uh, a couple of other big stories that are out there. Did you see that Disney? So, Full disclosure, when I was a kid, the number one thing that we would do as a family for vacation, my parents would put us in the car and we would drive to Disney World and we would stay usually at Disney World's uh, Fort Wilderness, which for those of you out there that are familiar with Fort Wilderness, it's a campground, uh, we would stay in a campground uh, as, uh, as a family for vacation and go to Disney World multiple days. That was what we did as a family. That was what my family, my dad and my mom wanted to do for vacation, my sister and I. uh, One time, in particular, we stayed for two weeks at Disney World in a pop-up camper that had no air conditioning, that had, uh, it's crazy to me to think about it, obviously no shower, no bath. We used all the public bathrooms and everybody else camping there. And it's wild to me to think about the fact that we all stayed in, uh, in that little pop-up, because it's wild to me to think now as a parent about how my own kids would respond if we were camping in a little pop-up uh, and, uh, and how my wife and I would do handling three young kids. My parents obviously handled my sister and I. In fact, that's when I got to see, I've gotten to see, gotten to meet uh, president now. I've met President Trump uh, and interviewed him. Uh, and I have, uh, I have seen Bill Clinton I have, uh, uh, but the first president that I ever saw in my life, I got to shake Jimmy Carter's hand before, first pre- at Walmart, by the way. Jimmy Carter signed copies of his book at Walmart. First president that I ever saw, I was, I believe, five years old, and Ronald Reagan came to Epcot at Disney World. And he was driving around in a motorcade, and it was so hot that day, I remember that a lot of the people that were in the celebration there, part of the parade, were collapsing and, and falling out and everything else. It's probably 1983, 84, 85, something in that uh, v- v- vernacular. Ronald Reagan, uh, in his second term, so it's probably 85, Ronald Reagan was driving around in his, uh, in his motorcade. I got to see the president uh, in the motorcade waving at people. That's when I was staying at Disney World in the, uh, in the campground. So my family's longtime Disney uh, proponents. I've taken my boys down to Disney World. I gotta tell you, Disney has lost its mind. And Bob Chapek, who is the current CEO, has really blown it in allowing social media to dictate the way he responds to this Florida parental rights bill, uh, which has nothing to do with the word gay. And I just wanna keep reiterating this because so few people actually understand what the bill says, so few people have actually taken the time to actually even read the bill. But in particular, kindergartners, first graders, second graders and third graders are not to be instructed about human sexuality. That doesn't the bill doesn't say don't say gay anywhere. The idea is just public school kids. And this is I agree with as a parent of public school kids, including a public school fifth grader and first grader right now. uh, My kids should not be taught about sex-related issues in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, or third grade. There's no reason for it. And this is something that the vast majority of parents agree with around the country. Anybody who has young kids recognizes it makes no sense. There's no discussion of don't say gay. The idea is there's no reason to instruct for human sexuality purposes anything relating to this at all. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. So what is crazy is the president of Disney, one of them, there may be multiple presidents, I'm not sure, Carrie Burke, came out and said uh, as a part of this that she believes that 50% or more of Disney leads, they're talking about animated movies, by the way, animated leads in movies and characters and whatnot should be uh, LGBTQ gay or in underrepresented groups, 50%. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but when I was watching Peter Pan or when I was watching Snow White or when I was watching Bambi, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the love lives of the animated characters. And that's the case, whether it was those uh, animated movies or whether it was more recent movies, like Little Mermaid and Aladdin and those, or even in the modern era, Pixar movies that have been made now and have become classics. By and large, this is, I believe, a really lost cause for Disney. And I think they're going to alienate way more people than they gain. And here's an example that I think is a perfect illustration of Disney losing their way. When I was a kid, and you would go watch the Electrical Light Parade or you would go watch the fireworks inside of Disney World, they would make an announcement before they began, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That basically covers everybody, right? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Mom and dad, boys and girls. It's it's a decent phrase, right? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disney has eliminated the use of the phrases ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls because they have determined they are not inclusive enough. And this is something that fires me up, okay? We want to talk about science all the time and science mattering. There are two genders. You are either a boy or you are either a girl. There is no middle ground. There is no uncertainty. From a biological perspective, you either are a boy or a girl. Now, there's some tiny minority of people that have sex organs of both men and women. Tiny minority. But usually they are defined at young ages, the parents decide, boy or girl, right? There is no one out there in a substantial number that is offended by the use of the term ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Biology is real, okay? Gravity is real. The boiling point and freezing point of water is real. If you believe that science is real, then you have to recognize that biology is also real and that boys and girls exist and that boys and girls are different. And this has become somehow a major battleground. And I believe that Disney is swinging and missing in a monumental fashion when it comes to ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And people can say, why do you care? Because of the message that is being sent here, that it is not inclusive enough to acknowledge that there are two genders and that there are men and women. This is wrong. And I believe this is why we're going to see a massive reckoning in November. Six months from now, we're almost to April. When you get to May, June, July, August, September, October, November, nothing is going to save Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Right now, it doesn't appear from a red wave the likes of which you may have never seen before. And that red wave is going to sweep out a lot of this woke insanity. I'm telling you, that is going to be the biggest takeaway. And I cannot wait for these November votes because you've got a vote based on COVID. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. And you got to vote based on this woke insanity that has taken over the country. Um, and by the way, a lot of the data reflects, you can look at what's happening with OutKick and our growth. You can look at what's happening with the Clay and Buck show. You can also look at the data that we put up on OutKick yesterday. Who's watching cable news, 14 of the top 15 news shows, including all of the top 10, are right now airing on Fox News. CNN, nobody's watching. Uh, MSNBC, nobody is watching. 14 of the top 15 news shows are airing on Fox News, and Fox News is dominating because they are speaking to the vast majority of the American population. And people don't talk about it, but many of the top Fox News primetime shows actually have more Democratic viewers than MSNBC or CNN do. That is, otherwise Democratic voters are now tuning into Fox News because they trust Fox News, to be honest with them, in a way they don't trust MSNBC and CNN. And that's because of what's going on with stories like what happened with Hunter Biden. 18 months ago, the New York Post, to their credit, they should get like 10 years of retroactive Pulitzer's wrote on the Hunter Biden laptop all of the emails there, the money that Hunter Biden was getting from China, the money that Hunter Biden was getting from Ukraine, the fact that Joe Biden was partnering uh, with uh, his son and his brother on some uh, some of these organizations designed to make them filthy rich. The Washington Post today, just a few hours ago, joined the New York Times in independently verifying that the Hunter Biden laptop emails, over 22,000 of them, are real and and authentic, right? And so, why did it take 18 months for the Washington Post to verify that these emails were real? Remember, Facebook, Twitter, Google, New York Times, Washington Post, all of these top uh, intelligence officials, 51 of them, I believe, They all argued this was Russian disinformation and it wasn't real, despite the fact that there was tons of corroborating evidence. And now here, as the Hunter Biden uh, investigation and grand jury continues, suddenly the Washington Post and the New York Times are gonna come out and acknowledge that the Hunter Biden laptop is real and that things like what we wrote about at OutKick and what we talked about with you, that all of it was 100% accurate. And so what's going on here? Why is this news coming out now? If you listen to the Clay and Buck show, you know that I believe Hunter Biden's going to be indicted. I think the grand jury in Delaware is going to indict him. I've got a stake bet with Buck Sexton over whether or not that's going to happen. But I also think this is a sign that Joe Biden's not going to run in 2024 and that he is going to be forced out. And we talk a lot about Donald Trump and the decision he's going to have to make after the midterms. To me... Joe Biden is clearly, clearly beyond a shadow of a doubt. Joe Biden is, uh, is under pressure suddenly, and the New York Times and the Washington Post are sending notice that they're no longer going to protect Joe Biden and his family because I think there is an assumption, which is accurate, that there's no way Joe Biden is going to run in 2024 anymore. So they're not worried about preserving his candidacy. They're going to do their actual job suddenly and speak truth to power because it is going to allow a new, uh, a new candidate to emerge in 2024. I think that candidate, by the way, is going to be Hillary Clinton. I would bet, right now, if I had to set odds, that Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee for the Democratic Party in 2024. And I think Trump is going to run, and we may well get a rematch of 2016 with Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton again. I think Trump, by the way, would win if you've seen the data... Trump is now up six points according to a Harvard-Harris poll uh, and uh, and 11 points over Kamala. I think the Democrats acknowledge that Kamala Harris is an unmitigated disaster and there's no way that she can run. Uh, but I think Hillary may end up sweeping back in and being the nominee for the Democratic Party in 2024. We're going to see one of the all-time knockdown dragout fights potentially in the Democratic Party. But Trump has to decide whether he's going to run after the midterms and then... Frankly, Joe Biden has to make a decision about whether he's going to run, and I think he's not going to run, and the message being sent by the coverage of Hunter Biden is that he's not going to be protected anymore. All right, let's talk about, uh, talk about COVID for a sec. The fourth booster shot is officially approved for people over the age of 50. So there are now people out there, lots of them, including Joe Biden, who are going to have gotten four shots in a little bit over a year. That is the initial two COVID shots, a third booster and a fourth booster. And keep in mind, they are clearly setting the table for another booster being necessary in the fall, which will get you to a full hand of COVID shots. Full hand of COVID shots coming. That is the overall storyline that is projecting right now as we analyze what exactly... Is going on with COVID. Fourth shot, fifth shot coming in the fall as we roll into the winter. I would bet almost every dollar that I have that they will offer a fifth shot and encourage a fifth shot uh, as we move into the fall, which is going to be the COVID season. Um, Also, Dr. Fauci came out, he was interviewed by the BBC. And the BBC is actually willing to ask him questions unlike the vast majority of American media that he sits in front of. And he was asked whether or not lockdowns two years later was the right choice. And Fauci basically said, we'll never know for sure whether it was the right choice. This is an important pivot because lockdowns were not the right choice. Major Johns Hopkins study has shown that they did not significantly impact the number of cases or the number of deaths. Meanwhile, they tanked the economy. They cost millions of people their jobs. They cost tens of millions of kids the ability to go to school and learn, all for naught, really, when you look at the data. And this is an important pivot because the first step towards acknowledging what I believe, which is lockdowns were the biggest public policy failure in our country, maybe all the way back to Vietnam, maybe worse than Vietnam, certainly in my life, and I'm 42 years old, Nothing has ever been worse from a public policy perspective in my life, two generations, than the decision to lock down this country. And so the question initially was, are they beneficial? And everybody argued, oh, of course lockdowns are beneficial. Now even Dr. Fauci is pivoting to, well, we may never know. We may never know whether the lockdowns were beneficial. You're wrong, we do know. And what will soon happen is, in the years ahead, everyone is going to acknowledge that lockdowns were a disastrous decision. And people like me, who've been saying since April and May of 2020 that locking down was the wrong decision, are going to suddenly have tons of company in the years ahead over this COVID decision, because we were right about lockdowns being a disaster, about there being no justification for kids being out of school. All of it was wrongheaded, failure, the Experts got it all wrong. And that is what is rapidly going to happen. I think within five years, there will be few people who will argue they ever supported lockdowns. I think by 10 years, everyone will acknowledge that this is one of the biggest disasters of American public policy choices. Uh, Finally, big year for women's sports. We have got a transgender cyclist who is poised to become the greatest women's cyclist potentially of all time. We already saw the Penn transgender swimmer dominate. What I believe we are headed towards is an era of male domination, biological male domination of women's sports, swimming, cycling, basketball, uh, whatever sport you can think of, softball. Eventually, the best athletes are going to be men who are identifying as women Women's sports are under existential attack and only people like me in the world of sports media are even bothering to defend them. Your boy's right. Yet again, the insanity has swept this nation and people won't even stand up for biology being a reality. I am the science, unlike Dr. Fauci, and the science is clear. Biology is sexist. Men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women Allowing men to compete against women is a sham and it is going to create all sorts of broken women's sports. It is a direct existential threat to the existence of women's sports, 100 billion percent. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, we will continue to break down all of the stories that matter in the world beyond. Give us five stars on Outkick the Show. I love all of you who are watching on YouTube. Thank you so much for all your comments. They make me laugh. And go subscribe to the Clay and Buck Show as well. This has been Outkick the Show.